Good morning, good morning, good morning. What's up, y'all? What's going on, beautiful people? Welcome. Hello, hello, hello. Very special episode of Washington Thrones. And uh, as you can see, as promised, we have delivered a a very special guest. Y'all know him and love him as young Leno Valerian. But his real name, y'all, is Theo Nate. How you doing, man? I'm good, man. I'm good. Thank you for having me. Hey, thank you for doing this, man. Um, we really do appreciate you stopping by. Now, <clears throat> about a month ago, we had uh, Steve Toussaint, you, you know, who played your father on the show, Sea Snake. And now we got his son. And... Uh, we got a lot to talk about, man. A lot of questions to ask you, man. He 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 dropped some real jewels on us, so so you gotta you gotta. Oh, the pressure's on. The pressure's oh, yeah. on. It really you gotta is. Do it. <laughs> now, this month, I, and I, I don't know if you know, but like here in America, this is Black History Month. Okay. Uh, you know where we celebrate all things Black history, and you yourself made history. Uh, as the first, you know, black person to ride a dragon, you know that's <laughs> <laughs> that's history within itself. That that's one of the things I wanted to, uh, you know, start off with, man. Um, as a matter of fact, let's let me just show them. This is one of my favorite. Look at him go! Look at him go! So, like when 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 that happened, the the twelve year old me jumped off the couch. <laughs> you know, me, like again, representation matters. Is like like that's something like we had never seen, never heard. You know, mm. like how was that? Like the whole making of that scene. Like what what all did that entail? I mean, we know you didn't ride a real dragon, of course, but like what all did that scene entail? You mean from production side, behind the scenes? Yeah, behind the scenes. Yeah, so essentially it was like half a day. Um, and with this giant book and you, you get on and it's set like programmed like a roller coaster. So it lasts for like a minute and they program it to spin left, right, up, down. And you kind of get directed on it on essentially how, how it will, what you're essentially meant to be seeing. Because obviously within a big studio and there's a guy with a leaf blowing it. In your hair, and you just like you can barely breathe. It's mad, um, but honestly, it's one of the best things I've ever done. So so good. It's so wait. And so then, so if it was like a roller coaster, that means that woo was like genuine, right? 
like see that's like, the thing there's been everyone's been obsessed with that there's been um everyone literally everyone i see to ask me about that constantly and the really? funny thing about it is i think i've said this before in a different podcast the funny thing about it was um i done it i improved it and i got told that it wouldn't make the cut like it was not like it wouldn't make the cut essentially said it was too modern that was the direction i got it said too modern essentially miguel who's just a genius by the way he, he was he basically gave me a note and he was like look lane loves war so when he's on the dragon really really enjoy it and just see what see what comes out and that was that was what came out and essentially when we'd done it we'd done a few takes like that and then miguel went back and because it's like it's a massive studio that we're filming this in so then miguel goes back behind the cameras i think he's watching it back and then he speaks to ryan who's a showrunner and then i see i seen him from a distance talking and i'm thinking oh what are they what are they saying because after you do a take if like director runs off and they're kind of like talking about something you think they're obviously talking about what you've done um so they were talking and next thing then ryan said something and then miguel comes back and he says i, I really like like the, the woo but it feels a bit, a bit modern a bit too modern and we've done something else and tried different things but i remember i literally remember sitting on that dragon thinking in a year's time when i watch the show i feel like that's going to be in it and then everyone else watched the show like, waiting for the dragon and i was i was sitting there at that like three two what yes <laughs> that that's that's got to be like you know one uh one hell of a feeling you know once you've seen it uh on screen like that now i uh now you were only on episodes three and five right mm-hmm. and you know i was you was also part in, in that scene you know we talked about this on the recap that we did, like the plan that you guys came up with, you know, to with Damon and, and, and all of that, like you are a very strategic guy, like this, this warrior, you know, strong will guy, kind of like, you know, the sea snake himself. Mm-hmm. Um, But to see, you know, you portray that part and then to kind of see like what he became in the later episodes, you know, did you sit back and look like, like, man, they, they really, they really changed, you know, who he was? Uh, you know, it's a weird thing because you don't really have much discussion behind the scenes or something. Essentially, I got the job in like March of 2021 and then I started filming in August of that year. So like a six month gap between getting the job and filming. And then in that process, the, the six months, you kind of get your scripts sent to you. And you're told when you first, you might go back and forth for some costume stuff. Um, but essentially, you don't really have any dialogue with anyone. Maybe a text or two with the director, but not like nothing in terms of character or where you're building on what you're going for or any ideas you have. It's kind of like you just go away and do your work and turn up on a day and do it. So in terms of that, I wasn't surprised going forward that there was a massive change in the character shift. Sorry, in the character's arc. Because it was just, I felt throughout the whole process that you kind of what's the way you're like an independent um like an independent well essentially you are you're an actor you're an independent contractor but i felt like going in you're like you turn up you do your work you do it and then they tweak it maybe say yes to this no to this and then you go from there so then when i watched from episode five to episode seven or whatever it was yeah episode five to episode seven 
the gap in the character, I was kind of like, I didn't really know what to expect. But then when I seen it, it kind of, I think it must make sense because he's gone through a lot. Mm. Um, but then that's from there, then onwards, that's John's work, what John wanted to do with it. Do you know what I mean? So, again, I couldn't really predict any of it. So you you were you were just watching you were a fan basically, like us. Yeah, well, yeah. I I knew what happened from episode one to five, and then from seven to ten, I didn't even get the scripts for that. So six to ten, I didn't even get the scripts for that. So essentially, I seen John once in the canteen, and you kind of like I was like, and he was like, ah, oh, we had a conversation, but I think he was the one who told me what even happens to the character, because obviously in the books you. You get an idea, but there's no nothing to say that that's gonna be the the exact narrative for this for the script. Speaking of the books, did you uh did you read them before you you came in? Or not too just... many, no. And plus, for me as well, I'm the type of person. If I read the books, it'll just be in my head then, and there's nothing worse as an actor. You can't you can't be in your head. You have to be in the moment, as present as you can. So that that would have just been in my head. And the thing is as well in terms of the books. If you let that, for me personally, if I let that get in my mind, there's so many opinions on that as well. Like, if you go on any fan website, like my friends sometimes send me links, like different fan websites and stuff like that, and everyone's got their own opinion because they're so passionate about the project. So whether it's a character or an arc or anything to do with it, every fan seems to have a different opinion. So for me, I was like, if I go down that rabbit hole, you won't be able to do your own work. Yeah, that's that's, that's kind of similar to what... um what Steve said, like he didn't, he didn't read the book uh, himself. Now, another thing I want to ask you, well, you, you were actually a part of probably the two, two of the best scenes of the whole series. Of course you riding the dragon and then the whole wedding scene. Right. Oh, wow. I appreciate that, man. Thank you. Like, you know, from the walk in, like you know and we talked about this earlier like the way you guys walked in and like stole the whole show you know this is like you know the biggest best blackest entrance of any any show we've seen um Mm -hmm. and and you were you know front and center matter of fact you was like right in the middle of of that walk-in um but like that that wedding scene the whole dance that that you guys did (laughs) Like, did y'all wing that shit, or, or was it, you know, choreographed? <laughs> <laughs> it was that bad. It looked like we winged it. No. Um, we, we choreographed it for, I don't know how long. We didn't have a lot of rehearsal time, but we definitely spent hours with the with a dance choreographer and going back and forth. And, yeah, it, was, it wasn't easy, to be honest. But you can't oh, – but the thing is, as well, you kind of don't see too much of the dance in the – in the actual episode because obviously trying to tell a story you need to get everyone's reactions in and everyone's telling their own story so you don't actually get to see much of the dance but yeah the dance took a while to get down and then we think we shot it for like a day or two okay. just flat bit like so you know theo we're huge game of thrones uh like fans i heard that you were one too and um so when we Got to the wedding scene, we were all like, "Well, shit, something's about to happen. Something's about to go down." Uh, yeah. And so, yeah, yeah. when you, when your character essentially loses the love of his life in a flash of an instance, like just, just like that, what, 
what kind of mindset that you have to go into in order to like go from just like happy go lucky wedding to all of a sudden this jarring thing just happened in the blink of an eye uh, for your character? Uh, the mindset, you know, it's a funny one because that was one of the biggest things in the audition that I got asked. And it's essentially a thing of there's, there's this big scene. We like everything else you've done type of thing. Um, can How are you with emotional scenes? Can you do it type thing? And I always, I'd never done one. Well, this is only my second screen job anyway. But I'd never done one. But there's always that, that underlying feeling as an actor. You're like, oh, if that ever came up, how would the, could I do it? And you, for me, I always thought, yeah. But then it's so different on the day when the camera's there and there's hundreds of people and you're like, right, three, two, one, go. Right. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was. It's 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 something that I actually practiced for months, just because. Again, I thought I, I always in my mind I was like, I'm a trained actor. Of course, I can do it. Sure. But then you still that underlying doubt, and you're like, mm, but I don't want to find out I can't on the day. It'd be nothing worse. Do you know what I mean? Of course. So yeah, the the mindset. It, it's I don't know. It's it's just. It's like you're in the headspace of the worst possible scenario. And I think, I think if anyone put themselves in, in his shoes for, I don't know, for a few hours in that, in the costume, in the, in the, the great hall and everyone's there dressed up, you can't, it's very hard not to believe it at that point. And then, yeah, do you know what, funny story about that though. So when I was actually doing the scene, we'd done the wide first. And I went all out on the wide because I had, as I said, this was only my second screen job, so I didn't really know. I was like, the wide, the wide's the wide, but I'm thinking, they're still right. gonna see it. Mm-hmm. And then I've gone all out on the wide. We do two, three takes of that, uh, maybe a little bit more. And then we go into the, the mid, and I'm exhausted. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm thinking, oh, what have I done here? So we get to the mid, and we, uh, we, the camera's got reset, obviously, closer because of the mid. And I'd, in the meantime, I'd, for some reason, I hadn't had my lunch. I was, I was starving. I hadn't had anything to eat. And then the one of the, the I forget his name, one of the lads anyway, he was like an assistant. I asked him for something to eat. I said, is there any chance you can get me something to eat? Basically meaning when we break in like an hour, just so I can have something there rather than having to go wait for something. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, cool. So he goes to get, I'm prepping for this scene. They're setting the cameras up, about to shoot in like 30 seconds. And I'm, again, you're there, and you don't really, for me personally, if I'm doing a scene like that, I just, I kind of need to get in my own headspace, like, to close the noise off. So I'll be sitting there like this, with me things in my ears, because the slightest thing, again, just for me, the slightest thing of someone might shout my name or something, I might hear something that puts me, and then I can't really get in the headspace, I have to restart my process again. I know mm-hmm. it sounds, like, bougie or, like, proper weird but yeah that's that's that I have to get in the mindset and I have to be there for like a minute or so. And while I'm there I'm right right I'm ready to go. And then I heard Claire Kilner, the director who was just amazing. I heard her say, yeah well thirty seconds or a minute or something like that. So I thought, oh my God, I've timed this perfectly. And she was so good at just letting me be and then basically setting myself and getting go when you're ready. And then this 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 lad's come back running through with his panini. And he's like, oh, look I've got your panini. And I'm like, oh, I was like, oh my god! And he's shouting me name. He's shouting, still, I've got you for me. I'm like, no, no, mate, no, 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 no. Um, so it, it kind of just threw me off, and then we had to like start again. It was like, 
was the worst possible timing, but he meant well. He meant well. Yeah. Well, it, at least they didn't shoot it and, and leave it in like Game of Thrones did with the Starbucks cup. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, how do you explain that? No, kind of like staying with that scene and, and that character. Um, like you, you know, you play a, a, a gay character who's not accepted at all. You know, in that in that in that world. I mean, you even saw, you know, how how uh, the sea snake reacted towards your lifestyle or whatever. Like, like, how did you you process? that whole character arc, you know, like did it, you know, what, how did you attack that role knowing that, Hey, this guy isn't accepted. Hmm. I don't think I ever thought about the thing, the feeling of him not being accepted because in my mind, I was never playing a gay character. I, I, that's, I don't even know how I was prepared. If that was the, the mindset going in, I was playing a, a character who is attracted to this individual. And right. you go from there the same way in real life I'd be attracted to this individual. Or, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It, I, I don't think I could go in with the mindset of I'm playing a gay character so this is what I'd have to do. I, I don't think that would work. You'd, you'd see it look fake a million miles off. So for me, going into it, um, I always felt like he was accepted. There's, especially with who his dad is. and he's a, I'm, a, I'm a dragon rider. And I'm a good warrior. Sure. Maybe I've got different preferences, but other than that, Mm-hmm. Not really a problem, um, and also as well, Leno for me, I always seen him as he's, he's so brave, brave man. Like he's there, he's, he's what eighteen, nineteen. He's plotting around the table. He's on the back of the dragon. He goes to war. It's not his first time. He's done this before, and also the way he carries himself. You know, he's not even in the wedding. You see bits where he's kind of like ducking and diving, and you see him with Joffrey over there, and you see him doing this. So he's not, he's not ashamed of who he is. Um, and I actually, I actually think sometimes, in a pops in my mind, I think, say if Corlys was the king, I don't think he'd care at all. I don't care, think um, Lane or be bothered about what anyone thought about him. So yeah, I, I, for me, I always thought he's a brave character anyway, and I never saw it as something, or somebody who was like outcast or anything like that. Okay, Celeste, you got to... I do. So piggybacking off of uh, who won't see smoke with us over there and, you know, bringing up the fact that you are already a huge fan of Game of Thrones. And this is kind of away from the actual being a part of uh, the acting of the show. How did it feel when you got that call, knowing, you know, you had this love for the the ethos of Game of Thrones when you got the call to tell you you were going to be a part of House of the Dragon? Oh, it was amazing. It was amazing. It's um. Do you know what? Sometimes, I say this all the time. Sometimes I think I forgot that I was even in it. Like it's because it, it doesn't. It feels so far detached when you're not there. But then it feels like everything when you are. If that makes sense. Like if you walk in and you see like the throne room and the costume and stuff like that, you go wow. But then when you leave there and I come back to me to my house, like I live in Liverpool. Do you know what I mean? So like obviously you probably don't know much about that, but it's it's like a very working class city in the northwest of England. It's it's. You know what I mean? London's like a different space, and then to go like in the mindset of even Game of Thrones, like the biggest TV show in the world. So for me, it was it was just madness. Um, but then I, I say I've told this story before as well. I, the first thing I done was I went and told my friends, 
and like one of them is a massive Game of Thrones fan as well, and he didn't know that there was going to be a prequel. So initially, when I was telling him I was in the prequel, he was like congratulating me, and he was made up for me. And then afterwards, he well after a few weeks or months, even it was, he said to me once he seen me going filming and he found out there actually was a show on. He said to me, oh, I'm so glad it was actually the right show. And I was like, what do you mean? And he was like, when you told me, I because I'm a fan, I didn't know there was a prequel. So I didn't want to tell you that you're not in Game of Thrones. <laughs> you're in something else. <laughs> you, you, you've got a role in a show that's that's maybe similar, but it's not Game of Thrones. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was just, it's, I'm, even now I'm stuttering. It was surreal, surreal. Awesome, like, but you living out our dreams, my brother. Right, <laughs> <laughs> living out our dreams, man. <laughs> like, like, I would, I would kill for just one line in one episode. Yeah, okay, like, like, <laughs> it has to be like a super black ass line. I just gotta, you know, just some like iced tea shit from like Law and Order, you know. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> like, you know, for for that. <laughs> That that's an amazing thing, man. Because like you know, you said that's like your second, you know, screen job. You know, yeah. for, for it to be something you know that big, uh, you know, says a lot about you as an actor and and how you went had to go in that audition and just you know blow it out of the water. Mm-hmm. Now, and, and again, you you know, you are a fan of Game of Thrones. Did you uh? Did you have any idea that House of the Dragon would be as big as it was? Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, I, when I read the script, mm-hmm. when I read the, because the, everyone attached to it is just so good. Do you know what I mean? These things aren't mistakes. Like, and I'm not, I'm not like trying to talk about myself. I'm talking about Miguel and Ryan and even the other actors in it. Everyone's just so good. So like, when you stand in there, you look and you go just. You never know for sure, but it's you look and you think this is gonna be pretty good. Again, you can't guarantee anything, but when you look around the room, you think if I'm a betting man, mate, I'll throw some money on this being okay. So I don't know. And again, when I read the scripts, like the scripts are really good, and that's, for an actor, that's everything. So many times you read the script and you think, oh, do you know what I mean? You're always looking for that. That, right. that just the. I always say, like, when you get a script and you don't have. To do anything other than speak, just let the words fall off your tongue and it does it for you. That's the best, and that's what that's what Game of Thrones is. That's what the writing is. You don't have to do it; it, it does it itself. You're just kind of there. Mm. Mm. That makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, Theo, I, I had a question. Um, just just off your knowledge of Game of Thrones, just the original series. Um, did you compare yourself to any of the original characters, or as far as your character or the character you played? Because Lanor, well, to me personally, he seemed to be more of a, almost of a uh, Jon Snow character where, you know, like maybe he, Jon Snow didn't court war as much as your character did. But it seemed like the closer your character gets to absolute power, the more he resented it. Um, do yeah. you know that as far as a, a certain sentiment? Yeah. I, I get the analogy, definitely. I'd actually compare him more to Arya. Okay. In a way, just because if you, I reckon if you seen more of him when he was younger, you'd have seen him a bit more mischievous, a bit more in and out of trouble. Can't really tell him what to do. He does what he wants. Mm-hmm. Um, because essentially that's the personality you need if you're going to stand there with all these warriors at the age of 18, 19 and tell them, like, this is what we're going to do. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's that, it's that kind of personality. So mm. 
Mm-hmm. I guess the John No, sorry, the John Snow side where he's like a noble man and he tries to do what's right. He's definitely he's probably a mix of both. Mm-hmm. And then the mischievous side of yeah, I can, I can jump on a dragon and just burn people alive. What? He's gonna do anything? Yeah, he's got that in him as well. Do you know what I mean? And that that is kind of more the eye of like he's mischievous. She believes in herself. He was always in and out of trouble with Ned and winded up his sisters and stuff like that. So maybe maybe a mix of both. Well, speaking speaking of characters, um, did you did your character not like your uncle Vayman as much as we did? <laughs> yeah, he doesn't like him. He doesn't like him. Talks too much. Talks too much. Exactly. He fucking just talks too much. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it Runs is. Loose lips sink ships. That's what it is. Exactly. Because like like you you know you look at. Uh, we we go back to that scene, you know, in the Stepstones, right? And like you you on you on the the board, you got the pieces, you laying the plan out, you know. And he's he's whining and bitching about it, you know. And yeah. I, I, I can't remember the exact line that you you said to him, but you know the the look that you gave him was basically like, man, I'm sick of your shit. I'm <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think of the line myself now. Um... Master of complaints. Yeah, that's what it is. Master of complaints. Master of complaints. Yeah, he is. Well, the thing is as well, there's nothing wrong with complaining if if you have a backup plan. He didn't. His his thing was, let's just complain about yours and that's it. So We'll be here for another few years if that's the case. Right. And and I also noticed in in that scene, like, you know, you, your your character shows like a, a... a strong reverence. Well, I wouldn't say strong, but like a a, a, a healthy amount of respect for Damon Targaryen. Mm. You know, like like how 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 was that relationship? Because like you know, we saw on the screen you laying out the plan, right? And you know, we we went back and forth about this. You know, on the recap was 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 him, you know, going into the uh, the caves like he did. Uh, was that something that, like, y'all, you know, worked out amongst yourself, him and, and Lenora, or did it just happen like that? Because, like, you know, we were we were talking back and forth about it, and it was like, well, you you know, they talked about how the the crab feeder would go back into the caves, and and then you're you're telling this plan, but like, we never really see that part about you know Damon. It just happens where then you just come out of nowhere on Sea Smoke. Like was that something yeah. y'all worked out? Yeah, well, do you know what? It's 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 a weird thing. I think for Lena, he knows Damon's personality, and then also you compile that with the fact of the letter that Damon receives to say his brother's coming to save him, which is the last thing he wants. So you put them two together, and it kind of just falls into place. Um, in terms of the actual plan, I think Lena did. It was Lena's plan, which he probably gets no credit for. To be honest, it was Lena's plan, um, and he come up with it and. But then Damon kind of executes the plan down to a T without even hearing it, really, because he, he's not there when they're talking about it. Then he comes down, doesn't he, and he kind of just does stuff. Um, and then, yeah, Leno comes on the dragon and just ends it all. But I don't think... Well, I never had it in my mind that they, they talk about it backstage or backstage. They talk about it before they go in, because Damon's, Damon's flying around, isn't he? He's not even at the table when they're talking, so... Yeah, for me, it was kind of just a, thing, a happy accident type of thing. 
you know, you, you said something like you came up with the plan and <laughs> you didn't get credit for it. That's typical. Brothers come up with <laughs> an idea and, and, and the, the man gets goddamn credit for it. But at least we didn't die first. At least we didn't die first, you know? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so, you know what? Let's, let's, uh, Let's slide to the comments, man. We're live and we we've been getting a lot of comments. The lady's been having a lot to say. We got Ray Ray forty nine eleven. She said she loving this beer. <laughs> and yes, Ray Ray it took me a few months this. And then we got um, we got ooh, it's so it's so many man. Um, golly, um. Well, I'm going to let let me let me ask you another question, man. Um, that scene that you had with with Millie on the beach, mm. um, like that was that was a great scene because like y'all working out y'all shit, you know, y'all kids, and, and y'all seem to have more sense than Viserys and and everybody <laughs> else, you know, in that moment. Like, mm. walk, walk me through that scene. Like, was a lot of it, you know, um, written out for you and, and this is how we going to do it? Or did y'all, like, you know, add your own spin to it? Because it, 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 it was a great scene. In terms of the lines? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, the lines are the lines. Like, the mm-hmm. lines are the lines. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's you know what? It's, in t- aesthetically, in terms or visually, sorry, it's my favorite scene. I just think the way Claire shot it or the way Claire directed this story is just, it was gorgeous with the background and the, the footprints on the sand. And yeah, it was, it was, it was really well shot. In terms of the scene itself, I just remember it being so hot. Oh my God. Roasting. Roasting. And you're wearing like this, this, I don't even know what it's called. It's a jacket, obviously, but it's like, it's so thick. And then you got the big, massive sword and Yeah. It was, it was a really hot day, um, but the scene itself, yeah, there's there's not much planning. Oh, sorry, there's not much alterating that you can do in terms of lines because I don't need to. It's as I say, it's it's so well written that you can just just have to look at it and it, it does the job. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that that, that was actually a lot of great uh, well-written scenes. Celeste, you got a question for? Well, I was just gonna say you you forgot to mention that the ladies were also losing it over the accent, and I wanted to ask him what where he's from. Oh, losing it over my accent. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm a scouser. I'm from Liverpool. Same place as the Beatles. Yeah, like because I I noticed where you went to Liverpool Institute for Performing Arts, correct? Yeah, I did. Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 and um. And I think it was what co-founded by John McCarthy. Um, uh, I'm sorry, Paul. Oh, McCarthy. I was, um, yeah. I was, um, I was also about to ask you just in terms of that whole thing. Like, so you, so you go to this to this well-established institute, and um, this is your second real acting gig. Uh, does anything prepare you for the cut for the cutting floor? Meaning that like certain scenes that were cut that you were in and you were probably like, you walked away from that, like, man, I killed that shit. And then you, and then you find out during the final edit or during the episode that it actually didn't make it to the, um, 
um, to the episode? Were there any scenes um, in, in particular that sort of stood out that uh, that were cut? No, not in terms of cut as a whole. There's, okay. I think I've mentioned this before, in terms of there's scenes that are shot or... Um, yeah, scenes that are shot like as a whole, and they kind of they kind of cut away from you in a way that you've done something. I had a little bit of that, and I thought, oh, I wish that bit would have been in. That would have been in, um, but not in terms of a whole scene. Because as I say, do you know what? Again, it's down to the writing. The writing's so good. You don't when it's that good, you don't need to chop scenes as a whole. A little bit. There's a scene on the beach with Joffrey that I think the end of it got cut, maybe about thirty seconds, because that was longer. Mm-hmm. But as as a whole, as I say, it's it's more just shaving stuff down because the episode would end up be about four hours if you had everything. And <laughs> I mean, we'd watch it. That's the worst part. We'd all watch it. Oh yeah. Um, let me, let me just start this out real quick. Uh, you know, you you from Liverpool? Liverpool is a huge time difference. I just want to say to people watching, for those of you watching, and, and wait, where are you? What time is it there? It, it is 8 a.m. It started at 8 a.m. here. Oh, mate. No way. I didn't yeah. even, do you know what? I didn't even think. Where about are you? Uh, yeah, it, so. It, 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 it didn't matter, man. Like, you know, if, if goddamn uh, Leno want to pull up on Sea Smoke, then we going to get up. And, <laughs> and, and, and we going to get our asses up. <laughs> yeah. Right. Spe- yeah. Speaking of which. Those who who watching, tell all your friends who can't watch and still want to listen. They can listen to us live right now on BWNC uh, radio uh, app. So go go ahead and download that so y'all can can listen. Um, but yeah, man, we we didn't matter, man. Like if if you wanted to come in, whatever time, you know, we had already talked about it. Like if he said he can do it at this time, then that's what it's gonna be, man. But we have a strong following, you know, people, you know. Love what we doing so so they in the comments now like ready for it so again no oh, no. comments, we appreciate you doing it oh thank you I didn't even think where about in America you based so I'm I'm in Houston Houston Texas okay uh, and uh, you know I think Leslie I'm in Florida and Celeste, oh Les, Leslie's in Georgia and Celestial's in Florida yeah I went to Florida as well Sam yeah like I'm in Atlanta so so you know. And we got okay. somebody tuning in. They said it's 6 a.m. in California, and they are on. They came on just to, to yeah. hear you. So, No way. Thank you so much. Like, you you, you have a – listen, man, uh, you know, there aren't many black people in that, that realm. So um, <laughs> the ones that are there, you know, you have a, a pretty strong following amongst us, except for Vayman. We don't really fuck with Vayman. <laughs> but everybody else. Y'all gonna uh, stop hating on Vayman. Vayman <laughs> uh, told it like it is. <laughs> I mean, he got his fucking head cut off for it, but he told it like it was. <laughs> he did. He did. He did. So let me let me let me go back to uh, some of the people, the questions in the comments that that have questions. We had uh, one question from uh, Celeste Williams, and she said, "If you could be any other character in House of the Dragon." Which one would it be? Mm, oh, Damon. Damon has the most fun. Like, Damon has such a good time, doesn't he? He's like, he's got no morals. He's free as a bird. He just does what he wants, whatever he wants. They're the kind of characters that are they're the most fun to play. Uh, Personification of white privilege. Go ahead. Go ahead. 
Yeah. <laughs> 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 you made me knock my camera over. <laughs> um, yeah, Damon kind of just, he's, he's, he's a lord unto himself, isn't he? The level of so, freedom he's got. I, and I think a lot of people would probably say that. Um, Cause like yeah, you're right. He he pretty much does what he wants to whoever he wants, whenever he wants. You know, from killing people to you know gallivanting all over flea bottom, all type of shit. He he living his life. Um, we had another question uh, from Jamila. She asks, "Who's the class clown of the cast, or is everybody pretty serious all of the time?" Oh. No, that no one's no one's serious all the time. Uh, class clown. Do you know what the weird thing is? There's only so many actors. Well, not so. I've, in the wedding, you get to see everyone, and you get to be around everyone. Um, I'd actually say people always say Reese, but I didn't really work at Reese. I met him once in outside the makeup room. Who plays Alison's dad? Um, for for my people who I worked with, I'd have to say Paddy. Paddy's Paddy's great, man. The amount of times, like in between a take, you just hear Paddy start shouting in an Irish accent, just random stuff. It's just he, he's great, but everyone everyone's fun to be around. Everyone's really good. Uh, who else? Yeah, I would go Paddy. I would go Paddy. He he seemed like a wild boy based off of off of. Uh... Some of the things I've seen. I mean, I think he's in a rock band or something like that. Like he's, yeah, yeah, yeah. He is. He is. I think I swear he played Glastonbury last year. John huh? Glastonbury. I swear him. John Glastonbury. No really. Like the music. Fe- no, like the music. The music festival. Yeah, like the music festival. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, in England, it's like I think it's like one of the one of if not the biggest in the world. But he played it with his band. I think last year. So I swear to so see it on like Instagram. The- it's like the English version of Coachella. Yeah, but like Coachella's a bit more bougie, in it? Like people go and look pretty. Whereas like in England, you go Glasgow to, to party, to hear music, do you know what I mean? <laughs> what we call Coachella bougie. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Right. <laughs> so I, I want to jump in real quick. We, um, we affectionately call Steve Toussaint. He is unk to us right and so mm. now you you are being dubbed cuz right so <laughs> you are officially a cousin mm-hmm. of Washington mm-hmm. Thrones but mm-hmm. we had a question um and someone asked it in the comments I, that it's gone now I can't see it but um Steve Toussaint received a lot of backlash um once he was announced did you experience any of that once you got assigned the role loads yeah, yeah loads loads it doesn't really bother me though. Like I come from a sporting background. <laughs> I played sports growing up, like football, taekwondo, the martial arts. So when you come from that type of background, the, 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 you hear so much stuff about yourself, or people shout stuff on the pitch, or da da da. Um. So yeah, dude, I definitely hear stuff, or I get sent stuff. Um. <laughs> and he did say like about the casting or the skin color or. Uh, the eye colour, I heard one person say. No, uh, but yeah, it doesn't, doesn't bother me at all. That, that's that's wild. And, and then y'all said, fuck them. Right. <laughs> <Shit. Yeah. laughs> 
Welcome. <laughs> I love it. it you know, it's, I, I would hate for somebody to run up on you knowing that you know, you know, Taekwondo and martial arts, and then they say some crazy <laughs> shit and you karate size they ass. Like, yeah, cast these hands. hands. Cast these hands. Yes, sir. Are you wild, man? I, I think you would be somebody like we go hang out with. And we were like, man, Theo doing too much, man. We we might need to take it in early. Ah, <laughs> uh, do you know what? Right, I don't know. It depends sometimes, sometimes. But no, we like we went on a few nights out as a cast. Oh, we went on one in Cornwall, and that was that was a good night. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you do you find me in the dance floor, man. That's just, find go. me in the mix, in the mix. I fuck with Theo. Yeah, <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> right, right. So listen, man, you 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 got to come back. Like we we are in the midst of doing a a rewatch of Game of Thrones where we we watch two episodes and then re, we recap them. Like you got to come back and, and recap with us once and, and just talk wild crazy shit because you know I I think that'll be be awesome. Now. <clears throat> Before we get out of here, man, I, I do want to ask you: You got any uh, upcoming projects you want to promote? Let us know about because, like, like Celeste said, you cousin Theo now, so we gonna we gonna yeah. whatever you doing, man. Oh, I appreciate that, man. Um, not yet. I've been ill the past few months, so I haven't been been taping for anything. Um, but I'm back now, so over the next few months, I'll I'll have something to I'll have another job going soon. But yeah, uh, I'll let you know when I do. Oh yeah, make make sure you let us know, and you know if you want to come back on and, and promote it and, and talk all about it, you know we we gonna be right here for it, man. We gonna be right here for Thank it. Thank you, right. thank you for having me. I've had fun, man. Thank you for having me. Yo, Theo, like like so, I'm happy you're feeling better, man. But um, I gotta put you on the spot real quick, my brother. What your top three favorite Game of Thrones episodes? Come on, man. Episodes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, yeah. Oh, do you know? I don't know the episode names. Yeah, do you know yeah, the names? You can describe them. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I don't want to go with the Red Wedding, but you think you, you probably have to, don't you? You gotta go, Red. Because it's not, a, but it's not, a, it's not a favorite, but it's so fucking shocking that it's like you're like, oh my god, I hated that. What, let me go to the next episode to see what happened. Yeah, that's that thing, doesn't it? Um. <laughs> So the Red Wedding's one. Uh, what's the episode where Jon Snow gets killed at the end? Oh yeah, the, uh, season uh, four, uh, season five. Yeah, like where he, uh, like where he gets killed by the Night's Watch. Yeah, um, yeah, I forgot the name of the episode too, but that's yeah, not hard. Like, home, season five. What you say? That's not a uh, hard home, is it? No, hard home was a couple episodes before that. Okay, when he brought in, yeah, yeah, that was a that was a crazy ass fucking episode too. Do you know what's funny as well? When I was in, I say I only graduated from drama school in 2020. Mm-hmm. So when we were in, um, when we were training and stuff, you, we Game of Thrones season seven or six, maybe. One of them was I just come out. Mm-hmm. I think it was after like the two year break, and then one of them would come out, and then um, we basically come in and we'd be like discussing it. Like, oh, everyone had been in the room, be be talking about it, and essentially you sit there. As a fan, just with like so many opinions on, especially season seven, it gets a lot of abuse, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Season seven and season eight, they get a lot of stick, and it's it's so different 
when you're not involved, then you see how much work goes into these episodes and these shows. It's crazy. So I think it lends perspective. It definitely did for me, just the amount of work. And you can't, to get seven seasons or six seasons of basically perfection, really, and then you get to eight or seven, whichever one it was, and you kind of don't meet the same standards. But it's like, it's so unattainable. I don't know. I say, as a fan from afar, you think, oh, I wanted this, I wanted this, oh, they should have done this, I should have done... But when you see the amount of work and the amount of effort that people put into these jobs, and it's it's amazing to me that they, they even had the six, seven seasons of back. Because it's just so hard to do, do you know what I mean? So I think for anything, that, that always sticks in my mind from the transition from being a fan with my mates talking about it, having a, just a random opinion to actually being on set and seeing the work that goes in every day to make the episode. And then you've got to think, that's just one episode. Imagine making a season. Then imagine making seven or eight. It's just, honestly, it's mind-blown. Man, I swear to God, you are wise beyond your years because that was my goddamn follow-up question. About, like, <laughs> it's just as far uh, as, like, <laughs> you know, like I was going to ask you about, Ooh, okay, now that you're a fan and now that you're in it, how does it feel to, like, do you have a different perspective on episodes, on season seven and eight, which are deemed the weaker seasons? But, you know, all the traveling that is involved and all of the, the shoots and the, I mean, Mate, honestly, it's, I, it, it, to, as I say, to get six seasons of that high standard, I don't remember anyone complaining about season one to six. Yeah. No. Do you know what I mean? No complaints. Right. But then right. you think it takes, it takes, really are the wedding alone. We shot that for two weeks. That's it's like a 10 minutes, 15 minutes scene. Yeah. Two. We shot that for two weeks. So then you think what goes into making, uh, one episode then you've got what 10 episodes in a season it's just mm -hmm. that's 60 episodes of perfection it's mad and then like the amount of pressure that just built over the years especially when more and more people started to gravitate towards it it's it's yeah well every year you've got to go up and up and up exactly haven't you yeah, yeah. and, and that's just to remain the same and then you shoot past the actual material the books you know then you're just kind of as showrunners you're just kind of winging it you know and everybody's just sort of you know, like they got to kind of write their own little fan fiction. That's crazy. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. They, they definitely winged it in season eight. It was more like fuck it rather than winging it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just, you know what? It's, yeah. it's, as I say, I'm just, I'm repeating myself here, but it's so mad. I had that same opinion. So you see the work that goes in. Mm -hmm. Then you kind of look and you go, you can't say nothing. It, it's literally 17, 18 hour days. And they're doing this for a year. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? And you look at, I don't know. I don't know. It just lends perspective. It's just. Because like, because that's even more grueling than shooting. I mean, you're essentially shooting like seven, eight different movies, you know, like, because, because these episodes, yeah. which is, I mean, because they're actually, actually longer than movies. I mean, they're like 10 hour movies, you know, for each. Yeah. So, you know, I, I remember Miguel saying that. He's like, uh, I think we, we were talking one time. And I, I swear he said something about, he sees them all as individual movies, but then, yeah, I think about this. Not only that, then think of season season one of House of the Dragon is essentially two seasons in one. Yes. So episodes one to five feels is a that's a season on its own, and then it's like a whole new cast. Then you yes. go from uh, six to ten, so that's like two seasons in one. But everyone, I think fans, we just get carried away, don't we? And we're just like, give me it, I want it now. You want you want the the satisfaction of the this amazing standard, but it's it's really hard to attain. But thankfully, 
Yeah, like you're that. right. Because when we were doing the recaps of House of Dragon, there were some complaints about the time jump. And I was like, well, shit, you know, this is what the material is. And they're still making it digestible for us to track. But, you know, people were still like, oh, you know, where's the, you know, like the time jump. And people were sort of complaining about people going from sort of young adults to grown to grown adults. So, uh, you know, hey. Man, and not only that, you've got to get actors who look similar, or you can you can at least believe it's the same person. It's honestly it's a wild job. Yeah, yep. I, I will say they 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 did us an injustice, man. You you should have had more than two episodes. So yeah, especially after, after talking to you. Oh, uh, you, you know what? I always knew I liked you. I always knew I liked you. But you know they 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 could like you said one through five could have been a season within itself. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and that could have been flushed out for 10 episodes rather than right. just five, yeah, 100%. Right. 100%. I think maybe I don't know. I think even if you look and go flesh that out for 10 episodes, that leaves you with probably two, three more seasons you have to do on top of the three or four you've already got planned. True, and everyone's just tired. Do you know what I mean? At the end of the day, it's like it's you, we forget that it's human beings doing a job. Mm-hmm. Like the people 18 hour days that away from the family they're traveling up and down the country to different countries to film it's just and it's not you can't complain about it because it's the best job in the world but sometimes you do just have to check in and go yeah we wanted this but is it really attainable house of the dragon season one i thought did meet every every box you could ask to be ticked but i just just referred them to the last few seasons of game of thrones that's just something that i safely make all the time like I had the same opinion of it until you you see the work that goes in, and there's nothing you can say. I feel that your your, your perspective is definitely different from ours. You know, watching through the lens of just a fan versus somebody who's you know going through all that shit. But even with that said, season eight is terrible as fuck. It's still terrible. <laughs> come on, man, it's not. You know what? Like, like, come on, TK. Wait, wait. Compared really? to what though? Wait, yeah, exactly, to exactly, exactly. The expectations of what we have, what we had for that shit was like astronomical and through the roof. I mean, Do you know what it's like saying? It's like saying, I don't know, I'm not a yeah, basketball yeah. fan, but it's like saying Michael Jordan at 40 wasn't as good as he was at 25, 26, 27. Of course he's not. Do you know what I mean? It's not, he set a standard that's not attainable. It's only, and it, the thing is, he's being well, judged it, by his own standards. I don't, I don't like Michael Jordan as much as I don't like. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was about to say you actually marked up the wrong tree. You know what? Like you should have. <laughs> I can't win with this guy, man. I can't win. Football analogy, Theo. You should have. Football. Like, <laughs> what, like, fo- like football, English football. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Like so, you go English football. That's why I was. Yeah, that's why I was. Oh wait, did you watch football? <laughs> uh huh. I've watched a little bit, man. Um, you know, my my son played a little bit, so I, I started trying to learn the game best game um, in the world but but back to season eight let me just say this <laughs> go on go on go you on know. this guy is cooking us go on well i guess because of the book like it i don't think we got the payoff that we deserve for the loyalty that we put into it that's all i'm gonna say because like you know you had the whole situation with john being you know a targaryen like they wasted a lot of Great but, shit, but like TK, they don't uh, have the fucking books. That's the thing about it. you're talking about your books. Like they didn't even have the book. I mean, George R. R. Martin is still writing "Winds of Winter" and "Dream of Spring." Like you know, like so they're going off. Literally, it, it was a it was an uphill battle for the showrunners to do 
when it got when they got past the books. And I thought they did a a good job, you know. Regardless. That's the thing, but you're judging against their own standards. Do you know what I mean? So then, at that point, what can you do? It's not like you're judging it against another show. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah like, I, what other show got fucking dragons and and, and fucking like like geopolitical implications and dragons? I feel like your glass is half empty, isn't it? <laughs> I'm just saying, man. You know, being a Starbucks cup. They got lazy on us, man. <laughs> Again, I do I do understand your, your point of view and you know I have the utmost respect for your, your point of view on that because again you've seen it from behind the scenes and understand what all goes into it. But as a fan, let me just be honest, we don't give two shits about that. We <laughs> want, that's what I was gonna say. We want what we want how we want it, and god damn it, they didn't give it. Yeah, we're spoiled. Yeah, yeah, that that is the thing. That is the thing. But yeah, it, it's I, well, one thing. No, one thing I would say. I, I think you've used the wrong terminology. I can't have you saying they got lazy. Trust me, no one behind them scenes is lazy. That, that's one thing you can't say. <sighs> <laughs> you'll agree to disagree. You'll agree to disagree. <laughs> agree to disagree, man. I'm kind of loving this back and his back and forth. It's like fucking family no. fighting. <laughs> I wasn't even the show either. Do you know what I mean? It's not even my show. Hey, right, exactly. Cousins fight, man. Cousins disagree. Cousins fight, yeah. Oh, That's it, man. I'm still coming right? to the cookout. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Bre- bring some bangers and mash. Is that what it what is called? That's not what. No, 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 no. no. They don't eat that. Oh goddamn. No. Bad. No. To be fair, the UK hasn't got dishes like that, really. <laughs> hasn't really got any. Uh, the dishes aren't great, but we move. <laughs> well, look, cause just just pull up. We'll give you, give you some collard greens and cornbread, and we got you. You know. Oh yeah, all that good stuff. I'm in the mix. <laughs> <laughs> but but seriously though, man. Um, you know, I, I don't I don't want to hold you up because I, I know you got a life to live and all of that. And I could I could this season eight for another hour nonstop. So you know I'm, I'm yeah, gonna leave it alone. Don't get them started. Yeah, but, okay. but again, what 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 I do do want to do is is again tell you thank you, man. Um, you know for coming by. Um, we do appreciate it, man. Like like you you helping to to add you know legitimacy to what we doing here, which is you know we are a a safe space for you know, black folks who love Game of Thrones and, and House of the Dragon and, and, you know, fantasy and things like that. You know, uh, one of our co-hosts not here, but he said, we like dragons and shit too. So, mm, mm, you know, mm. you coming on, man, is it, really huge for us. So again, thank you so much. Oh, no, thank you for having me, man. I've had a blast. We appreciate you, man. And even though we don't agree about season eight, I'm still a fan of yours and will we'll forever be a fan. So, oh, family's fight, man. Family's fight. <laughs> you know, nobody wins when the family fuse. That's what Jay Z said. That's it. That's it. Come on. <laughs> so, look, man, again, when, when you got something upcoming, man, you know, hit us up and Pull you can come talk about it uh, for a whole hour. Two hours, however mm-hmm. long you need, man. We, we, we rocking with you until, you know, until we can't. So, 
Thank yeah. you. Tell them, do you know what? I need to put it out there. I've just, I started Instagram, like, when you messaged me. I've only started Instagram about two months ago or something like that. So, fan, get me get on me on Instagram. I've only just started my account. I need to, I need to get it, get it going. And I'll be back. Gotcha. Oh yeah, we got what, you. Matter of fact, is what is uh, what is it? Is is Theo underscore Nate? Let, let's let's put it out there so everybody. Can, I think. So everybody can uh, can, can I might need to double check that. Is that my? <laughs> I might have to double check it. I think that's it. Yeah, that's you. Yeah. Yeah, that's me. So hey, y'all heard that my my man said he's trying to get his his IG weight up. So y'all make sure y'all go follow him at you see scrolling across the screen there, but at Theo underscore Nate. And uh, you know, let's let's get him up there, man. And we'll um and we'll post this on uh, and we'll post highlights of it on on our Instagram and tag you. So yeah, we'll yeah, we'll definitely. Yeah, especially the part where you say they can get them hands. We we gonna let them know. <laughs> yeah, 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 we. Do <laughs> <laughs> ah, you know what it is, right? Yeah, you definitely got <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah, and of course, all the women are saying following. So you know what I Yeah, yeah, you got. <laughs> you, you got a couple <laughs> dudes. Like, they the don't guys in the comments me. like me. I've been on the goddamn show for years, so it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. It's all, you sound a little salty, man. You sound a little salty, but it's yeah, all good. No, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> well, yeah, man. Uh, you know, again, thank you for, for stopping by. We look forward to talking to you again. Yep. Lady, ladies and gentlemen, you know, uh, in the audience, once again, Mr. Theo Nate, a.k.a. Cousin Lenore. Come on, say again. it again. <laughs> Cousin Lenore. Cousin. Thank you for having me, man. I've had a blast. Thank job, you. Man. This was awesome. Thank you, Nate. All right, y'all. Thank you, Theo. Y'all have a good one. And uh, we'll see y'all Sunday night for the recap. Yep.